Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Is it just me or does it become extremely frustrating to make decisions lately? Like we've evolved from the point of the first day of school outfit when we're about to lay it out, you're going to ready to kill them. Or, you know, if you're going to eat school lunch and let people see you. Or who's going to be your BFF or, you know, what's, what's going to be your style, you know. It, it's evolved way bigger than that. Now we're deciding between renting and homeowning. Now we're deciding between going back to school or just going ahead and finding a good company to land in and work our way up. Like we're really making some life-changing decisions that's way bigger than the outfit that you may wear, what you wear in a prom, who you going to prom with, you know, in a more simplistic style. And I feel like as we're maturing, as we are evolving as a society and a culture, um, more pressure is on us. But the scary thing is that we were never taught to exercise making decisions with very little information. So, for instance, like, you, before you even commit to going to a college, you know, you get some background information on them, right? You may go to a tour. You may look it up. You may know someone close to you that's gone so you can get some, you know, inside feedback. But, um, you know, you gather some information before you go ahead and commit to a house. You're able to, you know, walk through it and say, oh, okay. Then you get your appraisal and your inspection. And oh, before you go ahead and get a car and you commit to that, you can, you know, uh, test drive it and do all these different things. And so there's so many examples of things that we're able to test before we commit but life doesn't always work like that does it like the way that God set up your purpose is not that you get to test it feel it out gather information and you get a say so it's more of step out and then God will align with you right and I thought about the fact that a lot of us are not walking in our purpose, which I keep coming back to, but a lot of us are not making the necessary life adjustments and the life decisions because we're getting so caught in we don't have enough information. So maybe go back to the, you know, the life manual, the Bible, just kind of, and I was just scanning. And this is not even something that I've been pondering on for a while. It's just, I was feeling heavy a few moments ago and I was like, man, not knowing is extremely scary. But the worst thing that the enemy can make you think is that you're the only one on earth that feels that way, right? That you're the only person out of all the billions that is experiencing said emotion. So I went back and I was like, okay, I love to put myself in other people's shoes, especially in the Bible, because I know how their story turned out. I kind of like to go back to it as if I did not know. So I'm like, okay, if I was Abraham, right, and... We're 99 and 100 years old. And you told us years ago, my husband and I, that we're getting ready to have a baby. I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, cool. And then flip it like you're Abraham. Then you finally do get this baby. And then God tells you, now go up and go sacrifice him. Hmm? Like Abraham did that not knowing there was going to be a ram in the bush, right? Whoa. H how do you make me wait so many years for something? And then I don't know it's a test, you know, speaking as first person Abraham, I don't know it's a test, but all along you were testing to see if I was more committed to what the blessing was than the person who handed me the blessing. Am I co more committed to this child or am I more committed to, to God himself, right? The creator. 
But God, I finally got the opportunity to create something. I waited all this time. And plus, you told me I'll be a father of many nations. But if we kill this one child that I have, the one child that I have um, prior to his wife's big idea, but this one biological child that uh, I have, that's going to be a little bit, doesn't that kind of go against what you said? Like, that's kind of productive? Um, I can't be a father of many nations if you're taking the one child that I have, right? That's just one example. Then I kind of was like, hmm, that made me feel a little lighter, like, ah, Abraham. I know there was a ram, but you didn't, right? Or thinking about, you know, uh, David. The fact that they anointed him way earlier, I'm talking about years in advance than the whole Goliath thing. Now, I knew that he was going to defeat Goliath, you know, with the slingshot and a couple of pebbles, if you will. He didn't know that. Where did you find the confidence, David, to just look at something that you've never seen before? Bible says that Goliath was like nine feet. He was like Shaq supersized, if you will. And so to look at the Goliath, the stature, all that entailed and see that everyone around him was scared. But to know, you know what? I declare I'm getting ready to kill this Philistine. I'm going to take his head. I'm going to kill him with his own sword. Like that confidence was just like, wow, how did you know? Was it you declaring something and your confidence matched that? Like I would have loved to just sat with him like, are you a little bit scared? Because you're like superhuman right now. Like the confidence is, is outrageous you came here to develop you know deliver some food on the uber eat situation and you came out uh, uh a giant slayer be honest was you a little bit afraid because you didn't know how that was going to turn out i mean be honest did you really think that the little bit of pebbles and the slingshot was going to go ahead and just knock that whole situation down I'm, or were you just like god <laughs> i'm counting on you bud <laughs> you're gonna have to do something because I mean, I, ain't, I don't know if David had the strong football arm. I don't know how his throw game was, but um, did you have a little bit of a, oh, I'm not so sure? Just so that I can know on a human to human, you know, down here on the earth, breathing in this O2. Um, were you a little bit scared? And then kind of looking at Hannah when she was praying and, you know, really asking God to open her womb. She wanted children. And then God gave her a son. He gave her Samuel, and she nursed him for a year, weaned him off, and then went ahead and gave him, because they went on like a you know pilgrimage of sorts, and went ahead and let him be raised. Just all she wanted was a year, and then gave him to the priest and was like, here you go. That's all I needed. Now, I know as I turned the pages, that she had uh, five other children, you know, daughters and sons. But does she know that when she was making that huge life decision? Did you really pray for God just to give you 12 months of a child? Like, my, I would love to tap into the brain of, ooh, I, I know it because I kept reading, but did you know it in the moment? Did you know it in the circumstance? Do you know that you carried that baby for all those months and then birthed him and then weaned him and then named him, dressed him, fed him, and then you said, okay, God, here he goes. I give him back to you. 
did you think that that was just going to be it? Or did you know in your heart, no, God's going to do it again? If I can tap in, I kind of think she felt like, you know what? God blessed me with a year. That's all I needed. But did you, were you a little bit reluctant on that? Because you've been praying for that child? Just a little bit? Like, ah, maybe let me hear him say um, just his first sentence, you know? But you just decided developmentally, I just want to be able to, I, maybe you just want to see him crawl, grow his first teeth, say mama, you know, that was good enough. And it was like, God, I, I thank you. And, and I go ahead and I give him back. Wow. Moses' mother. Did you know when you put this baby in uh, this handmade little boat that you made with some tar at the bottom to make it waterproof? Um, did you know that if he went to the princess, if you could just get him close, that he was going to come back to you? Now, I knew that, again, because I kept reading. I was like, oh, that was, oh, look how God just did that. You know, she put, Moses' mother went ahead and she hit him for as long as she could because they were trying to kill all baby boys in that era that he was in. She put him in a basket. She put some tar on the bottom. She went ahead and saw that the princess was having her bath and whatnot, so she put him and she kind of just pushed him in the direction of the princess while Moses' sister was on the outskirts kind of seeing, you know, where he was going to land. The princess saw him and was like, wow, you know, got attached. Moses' sister, who I'm assuming, you know, she was still elementary or maybe no more than about middle school, if that, um, pretty much told the princess, like, hey, I know a Hebrew woman. You want me to bring the child to the Hebrew woman so she can nurse him? Princess was like, great idea. Yes. And so Moses' mother was able to nurse him. Wow. Did you know that? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Really wow. And so we're in good company. For those of you who are like, listen, I don't know uh, what to do after with this degree. I have no idea. I don't know if I want to work part-time. I don't know if I want to work, work full-time. I don't know if it's worth it to be in traffic this long. I don't know if what my major should be. To be honest with you, I really don't know what to do with the rest of my life, to be quite honest. Um, I have this invention. I have this idea. I don't know how to take it off the ground where, you know, it could be lucrative enough where I could leave the whole 9 to 5 thing alone. Um... There's someone that I'm dating. I don't know if we're ever going to get to the part that we are able to get married. Um, I don't know if I will be a good mother uh, or father. You know, parenting kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, it looks really expensive. It looks really emotionally and physically exhausting. And I don't know if I want to sign up for that. I just, I don't know. And so I called you today to let you know, I think that that's the place that we're, we've all been. And if I lean in a little bit more to the whole I don't know thing, I think that's just God's way of saying, do you trust me? Do what you know to do. And your faith will open up the door to whatever God's going to do. Go ahead and put the baby in the basket. And the rest you leave up to God. Go ahead and take Isaac and go up the mountain. And the rest you leave up to God. Go ahead and sign up for jobs that you're like, I'm not qualified for that. Leave the rest up to God. There is something so powerful. There, your faith 
activates the doors that you cannot physically see. And I'm sure if we were to sit with the lace and grace, they had no idea that the next thing that we read was, was pretty much just waiting on them. It is the scariest thing. And this is human to human talking. It's scary. It's unsettling not to know. A lot of us have built a very structured life where if we don't know, we don't step out. That's dangerous. That is a danger to our growth, a, a danger to all things that is pending on us because a lot of the things are just activated because you just walked out. You know, the Bible says at some point when the Israelites were, were pretty much navigating through to the promised land, the waves and the currents didn't change in a certain river because um, it changed first and then they stepped in. No, the Bible said they had to step in for the current to change. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, that whole Red Sea thing, this is a separate one, it's just brought to my mind as I'm speaking to you, um, would have petrified me. I... Hand in the air. I'm raising it. You see my hand? Okay. Um, cannot swim. And before you judge me, I'm from New York. We are not around a large body of water. Um, had a little drowning situation in the pool in the back of somebody's house and decided at the very tender age of five that chlorine going down my esophagus in such a fashion is not my destiny. And it's above me now. I want to talk about it. The end. But if we were at the Red Sea... With said um, concern, I don't speak fear, said concern or a little discrepancy, if you will, uh, between me and the uh, all things body of water that I cannot see the end and touch my toe at the bottom. That's too deep. I'm sorry. Okay. I couldn't imagine being the Israelites on the edge of the Red Sea, seeing this large body of water in front of you. Hearing Pharaoh and the chariots and the horses and boom and all that just <laughs> can you imagine um your whole time you are running from this thing and this thing sounds within an earshot and that God you know Moses looks up and he's like Sir <laughs> what do I do? Do you think that they knew God was gonna split the Red Sea for them all to walk through? Now let me explain something to you just to give you let's just zoom in on it. Let's zoom in because sometimes when we read and we zoom out too much. I'm sure there was a slow baby. You ever had a toddler walk with you? And it gets to the point that you're like, I can't. And you just pick the baby up because you just, it's going to take them 15 years to get to the end of this block. You can't do it. And you don't got that kind of time on your hands. So there were slow babies, probably multiple, because there was a million plus of them Israelites, right? I'm sure there was a grandmother there. I'm sure there was an uncle with a bad knee. I'm sure somebody has some type of uh, ankle issue. You know, something that may have impeded the speed so that it was in unison. Now, don't think for one minute they all were just like, left, right, left. Like, no, it pretty much was like, can you go get grandma? I mean, just in my head, that's how it went down. Just follow me, right? So God let it stay open long enough for everybody to get through so that by the time that, Pharaoh and the rest of his people tried, yet yeah, they drowned because the water went right back to um, its normal state. But if we were to be able to sit down with an Israelite in that time frame and say, let me, let me ask you something. Did, did you know? Like, what did you really think? Did you think like, ah, he got me. Ah, well, it was a good run, boys. 
I mean, we we saw man and all kind of um awesome things. You know, the the fire by night, the cloud by day. You know what? It was a good run. Wow, oh, yep. You you have any strategy on how we getting ready to uh make this brick with no straw? Cause <laughs> I'm fresh out of ideas. I f I think I forgot. Probably need a little you know training, if you will, cause um I'm a little rusty. Okay. Like, did you think that they knew? Did you think that Moses knew? Because uh, God, I don't, I didn't read that God told him that part. Like, listen, it's going, it's going to be a little tricky. It's going to be a little cliffhanger here and there. Okay, especially when you get around the Red Sea, don't get irritated. Okay, I still, I'm God. I just, every time that you activate your faith, it opens up the door for me to put my super on your natural to make it a supernatural situation. Okay. No, he doesn't do that for us. And so if he didn't do it all the time as a practice for those who were carrying out his will, for those that we can read in the manual of life, a.k.a. the Bible, then we have to understand that the same is being done to us. Sometimes he does not want us to see, oh, this business can get to this point of being lucrative. Ooh, now I'm really going to work for it. No, 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 no work for it uh, because it's something that you believe is going to be. You don't need to be shown the Red Sea is going to open for you to be able to say, I'm not scared, I believe God. No, your belief is not contingent on what you see. Your belief is contingent on what you already have informed yourself that you know what? Whether it happens or not, I believe God's going to do something. Whether it's this business, whether I have to open up another one, whether I have a, it takes me 15 years, whether it takes me 15 months, whatever it is, I'm going to follow this thing until the point that I can exhaust meets God. And I feel like if we were all to tap into that on another level, we would see some pretty amazing things. And I always say we're reading the Bible, but in my head, I like to look at it like the angels are reading us, right? So how many times do you think an angel has looked down on a certain situation in your life and was like, ah, you gave up too early? Yeah, you missed that by just a, ooh, if, you, if I would be able to show you what the next page reads in your life, man, you would still endure. But it's a careful balance of asking God, and just being candid with yourself. You know, like we read with Lot. The angel told Lot, go ahead and run for your life and keep running. And he was like, whew, I'm not going to be able to run that far. <laughs> um, can I just go right there to that little, little town? Because, yeah, the way these ankles are, mm-mm. It's not the support system I need to get all the way over there. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just need to be real with God and say, hey, I know that you know, I'm not telling you nothing that you don't, um, because, you know, you are God, you know, um, capital G. Um, but I don't, I don't, my want to is getting drained. I don't really have it in me. And if I had more, I don't want to. Um, can I get a lot like experience where either you fill me up to be able to go to this next phase or I got like another solid three weeks of doing this before I get discouraged. So send help some kind of way. Don't know how, but um, I'm not going to rush your plan. I'm going to just let you know I'm looking in, you know, I'm looking at the battery of my want to, and it's getting real low. Just need a little bit of recharging, if you will. Let's get to a place that we excite ourselves in our own mind. 
Like, I don't know what's happening, but this is going to be a great story to tell someone. You ever seen when celebrities or um, people who've made it really big at some point, their story always sounds a lot like, man, and then I just, they always have the and then, or I just, and I didn't know. And it's almost like they're telling the story and they're still shocked as they're telling it. You know, I met such and such, and that put me in touch with such and such. And then, I mean, man, I'm here. And then they said, you know, that cliche thing, like, if, if it could happen to me, I'm just a small person from a small town or, you know, just a, a girl or a boy from a, whatever the, the area that they came from, you know, just with a dream. Because essentially what they're saying is, I, I was working toward it, but I had no idea. I put that baby in the, uh in that little tube thing with the tar at the bottom as Moses' mother, but I had no idea that he was going to come back to me. It's a lot of things that you have no idea. Please get in tune with the promptings of this is what you should do and really, really get out your mind that you don't have enough to know what to do next. You have enough to do something. Go ahead and trust and rest in the fact that God is going to handle the rest. So this conversation is for every time you ever feel a, I'm frustrated. I'm applying to all these jobs. Nothing is happening. I'm just, ugh. You know what? The Bible says that um, Peter was out fishing, right? And uh, his profession was that he was a fisherman, that he was there all night. He didn't get anything. Jesus came and was like, hey, um, cash your net again, a little to the right. And he was like, sir? been out there all night I didn't catch anything but if you say so I'll go ahead and I'll just you know that's the depiction of a lot of our lives you're throwing out all these resumes nobody's calling back and you're like there's no jobs nobody's answering me I don't know what's going on you know you're on these dating profiles you're you're going out you're socializing with the intent of finding someone special and you're like dating scene is whack (laughs) just I'm over it or you're putting hopes into whatever it is, just go to God and say, hey, tried it my way, didn't get the results. Um, Where should I be casting this particular net? Because God is not a God of wasted time or wasted experiences. Trust me, it's all working for your good. Trust and believe that. And the Bible says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, And I'll go ahead and put it in uh, modern times. If you can muster up a little bit of something in you that is a, even if it's a faint whisper, that you believe in your heart that this is going to work out. I don't know how, but I believe that it will. Not because I'm getting ready to come up with a great idea, but because God is going to do something awesome. Because my faith, me mustering up this mustard seed size like faith is going to activate a door that I could never ever have created or opened or even dreamt that it was even a possibility. It's going to be great. Just like we're reading these stories and you're like, man. Paul and Silas, they were in jail, and they're singing, and late in the midnight hour, and God's going to turn it around, and around, right? You reading all that, and then boom, the angels came, and the jail doors opened, and the shackles came on. Did you think that they knew that was going to happen? Nope. They probably was just like, I'm just going to encourage myself until something happens. I don't know, but I have to believe There was some faith on that somewhere that activated those angels to come down. Where do you need to activate your faith? 
Where do you need to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to muster something up, even if I can't see it. That's why the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. Because a lot of things that we're looking at looks like, yeah, that. If you squint, no. Yeah, I still don't see it. I'm sorry. Right, because we need to see from the inside out. What do you believe in the inside? I don't care what is in front of you. Do you see what God is doing in these streets? He's splitting Red Seas. He's making women who give birth um, architecturally uh, intelligent to be able to save their kids. He's doing some things in these streets now. I just want you to know he's still God. He's on the throne. And if he's on the throne still, then that means he's going to do some great things for you. So let's go ahead. Let's go back to our inner. I trust you, God. And the angels are watching. Let that be the visual that you see. That God is looking down and he's like, just like you're reading their book and you're like, oh, this is going to turn out great. That's what he's saying about your life. Man, where do you, where do you see what I do for you in the next six months? Mm-hmm. You know what? You've been faithful in that area. I've seen you. And I know that you, you know, you're getting a little teary eyes as you're getting frustrated. I feel that. But you know what? Please breathe. Do not make an emotional decision in this season. And just trust that when you turn this next page of your life, it's going to be phenomenal. Even you're going to sit back like, wow, I, I, I would have just been cool with a, you know, a a burger and some fries, God, but you made a whole gourmet meal spread palace-like for me? That's what he's doing. So when it's taking too long or it's not coming in the form that you want or whatever it is, the mental excuses that we make as human beings because we're, you know, we're just, we're weak, you know, we're clay at the end of the day. Whatever it is, just remind yourself, if it's taking this long, it got to be good. I always compare it to, do you want fast food or do you want Thanksgiving? Right. Ex- listen, I'm a foodie. I will wait how long until that mac and cheese is where it need to be. Because I'm not going to KFC for mac and cheese. We're just not. No shade towards the KFC family. Mm-hmm. Respect to the colonel. Um, but I'll wait. That's how I want you to look at your life. I'm not looking at time. I'm no, I'm no longer looking at, oh, but such and such has it already. I'm not looking at why aren't I at this point yet. I'm not looking at that no more. I'm looking at ah the visual of God looking down on my life and saying, where do you see what I do with your life? Where do you see that there's a ram in the bush? Where do you see that this baby comes to you anyway? Where do you see that I open up your womb and, and the one child that you sacrifice, I'm about to raise you five kids, Hannah. Here you go. Right? Get excited again in the inside. Even if you need to come back to this conversation, remind yourself the greats have felt the same exact way, but that page turner was just, whoa. God, you are amazing. Yes, he was then, he is now, and he will be forevermore. So you know the point of these conversations is to be thought-provoking, to change some stuff in the inside. And when you even are persuaded slightly by the frustration of anything that's going on around you, just tell yourself, mm-mm, I read this before. <laughs> and, and, yeah, the page turner is much better. Yeah, I'm waiting for my and then. I'm waiting for my suddenly. And it's coming. I believe it. 
I've seen God do tremendous things before in my life, in the Bible, in other people's lives. He didn't stop now. He's not tired. He's the greatest storyteller ever. He puts some amazing things together. It's like, how did you how did you get a whole Thanksgiving meal with butter, a little bit of sugar, and one turkey neck bone? God, I don't know how you do it, but you know what? If the experience in my life is going to bring on the necessary ingredients, wait, bring it on. I will wait. I will wait, God. And get that in your soul. I will wait because it's worth it. That page turner is whoa. I can't wait to hear your story. I cannot wait to hear your story. It's going to be, listen, lit, as the young people say. But all right. As my good nanny says, I ain't going to hold you. I think I hear somebody coming through the door real quick. I want to see who it is so I can greet them first. But you be good. I think this conversation was amazing. Thank you so much. It made me feel better, too. So, but, um. We'll talk later. Don't worry about it. Let me just check this door real quick, all right? I'm going um, to call you later. All right, later.